0: Th presents Movies That Matter What's up everybody? It's me, it's me, it's Buck I am here to introduce this week's episode I hope you enjoyed last week's part one of No Holds Bar. this week, me and Jamie will discuss the rest of the movie the big ending fight the boss scene um all the terrible things that Mr. Braille has done, will do, and uh, his demise. So I hope you enjoy as we wrap up Uh, No Holds Barred. Remember, we're going to post on our Instagram this week where you can vote for what movie we do next week, and then um, we will have a new movie for you next week. Hopefully you enjoy it. Here's the rest of the show. They're done with their trip, and this is where we find out what's going on. Um Sam a, Sam the Heel. Yep. Sam is a double crosser. She uh is working for Brell. Brel hired her. Brell says, uh, I'm using you because you're you i know, have gave your company a lot of business throughout the years. So she's yeah. uh, she's a legit account executive with a agency, but Brell basically is using her to get to Rip.
1: Yeah, to try to get Rip over or to put it Brell is the grave.
0: one who Got one hotel room. Yeah. He wanted her to fuck him.
1: Yeah. He wanted her to fill, to get filled up.
0: This is where, I mean, Brill, at the beginning of this movie, he's kind of an asshole. But this is where he reaches a new level.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Because, A, he's basically like, you know, I can't believe you didn't fuck him.
1: Yeah, you idiot.
0: Yeah. He does call her an idiot. <laughs> he says you know i set it up perfectly like you can't go through it and now you're in love with them and she's like she's getting upset and he just bitch slaps her
1: and she says he's a nice guy and he goes i eat nice guys for breakfast <laughs> so you know like i don't know how many breakfasts a week he eats or if he eats other meals but if you eat a full, nice guy for breakfast, I mean, you got to be full for a couple of days, right? Uh, if you're eating Rip,
0: that's a big meal.
1: That's, I mean, you're good for, I mean, that's like what bears eat before they hibernate, you know? Yeah.
0: But, <laughs> I mean, he slaps the shit out of her. Yeah. And for a second, you can see he kind of feels bad about it, but. Um, nah. No, he doesn't. He, she storms out. She immediately goes to Rip's house. Rip is in another tie-dye tank top with short shorts.
1: Incredible
0: outfit. Yeah.
1: And the tank top has slits in the back so his back
0: can breathe. So, this is another thing (laughs) I noticed right here. First outfit, red and black spandex head-to-toe. Second outfit, blue and white spandex head-to-toe. Third outfit, red tie-dye. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: fourth outfit blue and white tie dye
1: yeah so he's all he's got
0: is red and black red and black for business blue and white for pleasure yeah but yeah he's yeah he's keeps the same color schemes of the same exact outfits so not only is his his business attire is always spandex just different colors his casual attire is always tie dye just different colors amazing Oh, I love it. Um it actually when I was watching it, I was like, Shit dude, I need to start wearing more tie dye. Absolutely. That was my first thought. Um so yeah, he, she comes to him, she's crying. He's like, you know, did Brill do this to you? And uh they have kinda of intimate moment. Hogan's acting here is actually pretty good.
1: Very good.
0: Yeah. Um they have an intimate moment and he goes, She's like she's like, Hey, this guy just beat the shit out of me, like I'm uh, telling you, you know what's going on, and he just says, "I'll send you the bill for the broken bed."
1: Yeah, and they start dying laughing.
0: Yeah, and then they start kind of fooling around a little bit, but as this is going, sugar. Yeah, as this is going on, they fall on the remote, which turns the TV up way loud, and a sports show is on, and Mm -hmm. Zeus is being interviewed. Which this is hilarious to me because when they show the interview. The interviewer is in the back. Like Zeus is up front, and the interviewer is like sitting like three rows behind him. It's like when you interview Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And Zeus is just breathing heavy. And I mean uh, Zeus screams. Yeah. (laughs) All he does is scream. (laughs) And he basically like challenges Rip. Like he wants to fight Rip. And uh we go to a chamber of commerce uh, charity event, mm-hmm. which We're is called, which is called Rips Sports for Kids.
1: <laughs> another, amazing!
0: Another out of the box creative idea. Yeah. <laughs> World Television Network. Uh, De- Vince has had always all had great sports charity for kids, or charity sports for kids. Yeah. Uh, his outfit is amazing. Yeah, so we have, it's at like a park, basically. And there's like a Humvee park right there that I guess Rip got out of. And these kids are doing like amateur wrestling, like legit amateur wrestling. But the kids are like five years old. <laughs> yeah. Rip is there and he's, again, spandex, bandana. Yeah, blue. He's in the blue and white this time. Yeah. Blue yoga pants or stretch pants. Cowboy boot, Or no, he's wearing socks and tennis shoes because it's sports for kids. Yeah. And a Rip'Em t-shirt. Yeah, an
1: incredible t-shirt.
0: I wish I had a Rip'Em shirt. I did. And I just
1: realized, because remember, I had that Rip'Em t-shirt, but I traded it. I got too fat and it didn't fit me, which is embarrassing. But I traded (laughs) I traded it to one of my cooks at this bar for a Grave Digger shirt. Uh, the monster truck grave digger because it that shirt was too small for him because he lost weight. My shirt was too small for me because I gained weight, or his shirt was too big. So we swapped shirts. So he has the Ripham shirt and I have the grave digger shirt. I need to find him and trade back. Now yeah, dude. Shape, yeah. That Ripham
0: shirt is incredible. It was. I you remember that Ripham shirt I had? Yeah, it's awesome. And um, so he's. So he's like refereeing this amateur wrestle match of two five year olds. Um, which, you know, speaking of unity for this country, one of the kids is white, and one of the kids is black. And. Phenomenal. Rip, Rip the whole time is. A little bit of foreshadowing. Good. He's just going, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. You guys look awesome. You guys are amazing. You're both winners, no matter yeah. what. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a
1: winner. That's literally so.
0: what he keeps saying.
1: They could have ended the movie right there and it would have just been everybody wins.
0: It's a great message for what's going on in the world right now. Absolutely. But um yeah, so Rip after the match is over, he picks both the kids up and they're all like celebrating and all of a sudden a helicopter comes out of nowhere and lands on the baseball field and Zeus and Brel and the Stooges get out. Zeus gets up in uh Rip's face and Rip and like Brel's like You know, Zeus wants to fight you. What are you going to say? And Rip doesn't say anything. And uh, he kind of looks like a pussy, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's basically Raw versus Nitro at that point. Yeah. And uh, that night, Rip is talking to Charlie. And Rip's like, oh, man, I might have pussed out. Well, not in those words, but he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I did the right thing. Yeah. He's he's trying to be a
1: man in front of the kids and he's trying to make the, you know, be the bigger man and the right
0: choice. And, he right. Them. Them. The moral of the story is like he didn't want to like instigate violence and in for all his kids.
1: Right. That they're, they're they're somehow all winners. Yeah. At a <laughs> rips sports
0: for kids event.
1: Yeah, they're all winners, and he doesn't want to. Yeah, you don't want to. Like, violence.
0: I mean, outside of this movie, Hulk Hogan in the eighties, that was his whole thing. It Was like kids and charity and train, Say your prayers. Yeah. Take your vitamins. I Which just, that was also hilarious during that first initial meeting. Sam was like, "Do you have any thoughts?" And he just goes, "I would tell you that the character Rip wants you to know that charity work is his number one goal." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and
1: he was, you know, John Cena broke his Make a Wish record. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he did. I thought
0: about John Cena a lot during this movie, dude. That I would actually, you know, I hate remakes, but a John Cena remake of this might be awesome. I would if.
1: I hate remakes as well, but if John Cena did a remake on this, I'd be okay with it Yeah, because he's the only person that could do it. You know what I mean? It might be incredible.
0: Yeah. So at this point, Sam is in a parking garage. She has what looks to be shopping bags. Um, As she's walking in, this guy just grabs her. I got a message from Brell. And legit starts raping her. Yeah. In <laughs> the middle of this parking garage.
1: In the middle of the day.
0: So at this point, Brell, who is a television executive. Yeah. All he cares about is ratings. Has tried to get the number one show on television by kidnapping, attempted murder, and prostitution... Rape. Yeah, and now
1: rape yeah he's used everything he's pulling all the tricks
0: yeah he's doing what he can Mm -hmm. man he's He's smart he's also only had this job for a couple months and these are already the tactics he's going towards so he's basically Eric Bischoff (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this guy starts raping her and then uh... (laughs) that's kind of a weird segue but (laughs) Uh, as this is going on Rip shows up now again another incredible outfit he's on a Harley
1: yeah can you describe this whole outfit and the moto he's got a
0: a bandana on he's got a um, like the huge like Dale Earnhardt glasses yeah
1: amazing glasses yeah
0: he's got a jacket on that's blue and says Rip him on the back the
1: greatest jacket I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. It's like a, what are those called? Like, bar, not not like sports jackets or something like. Uh,
1: yeah. Windbreakers. Yeah.
0: Something like that. It's yeah. blue and it says rip them. It's incredible. Incredible jacket.
1: Yeah. And God.
0: He's wearing jeans and cowboy boots. And he pulls up, sees what's going on. Uh, he's like, Sam, stay here. He takes off after this guy. Guy runs immediately. He takes half after this guy, and he's already dying laughing.
1: Dying laughing.
0: As he's chasing this guy. And he, like, somehow kind of, like, runs up on him, but instead of running him over, he picks him up on the bike.
1: Yeah, runs the
0: front wheel of his motorcycle
1: between the guy's legs while he's driving,
0: but lifts the guy up on the front of his motorcycle. Yeah, and goes, need a lift? And starts dying laughing. Loves it, dude. Like, his girlfriend is getting raped, but it, he's, like, having the time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, He's he has this guy on his bike. He's driving. He drives across traffic. Like, like
1: brush hour,
0: cars everywhere. He doesn't even look. Nah, yeah, and he goes, like, left to right where the cars are going back to front. Like, across the road. Yeah, and perpendicular. Yeah, he just goes, uh, hey, man. You, uh, let's party, you, me, and the tree, and yeah. starts dying laughing and gives a rip em sign, by the way. He does give
1: a rip em sign, so not only is he he's driving through traffic, like, if he gets hit by anything, he's dead immediately. Yeah, so he's driving through traffic, one arm on the motorcycle, making puns and doing the rip <laughs> yeah, with a guy on the front of his motorcycle.
0: because <laughs> yeah, he's dangerously driving through traffic, he has one hand off of, the, off of his bike. To give the ripple signal. Yeah. Uh just incredible. And he somehow flies this guy into a tree, knocks him out, and is dying laughing. And uh comes back up to Sam. He's not laughing anymore. He goes, uh, you know, Sam is like at this point like visibly affected by what's going on. Like her life is taking a bad turn. Yeah, she's
1: she's contemplating on what like at least maybe a career change. <laughs> exactly.
0: And he ripped, you know, like hugs her and he goes And not only does he hug her, like he embraces her like a bear. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a great hug. Yeah. And he goes, Man, I hate it when you're hurt. Yeah. And then he he pauses <laughs> for like 30 seconds and then he goes, Or scared. <laughs> yeah. Great acting. Yeah, dude. Hogan like sentimental Hogan in this movie is incredible. Yeah. Um Randy and his friend, if you've forgotten, Randy is Hogan's little brother. Uh, Randy and his friend go to watch everybody. Definitely forgot, yeah, we haven't talked about it in a while. <laughs> um, Randy and his friend go to watch Zeus live for a Battle of the Tough Guys show, and for some reason, uh, I guess he's scouting, but yeah, it's not a good choice. Braille like runs into him, he's like, Man, we can take you backstage, and uh. It's this is one of my favorite lines of the movie. They they walk up to Zeus and Brell goes, "Zeus, man, I got some fans for you." You can you guess who these guys are? And Zeus <laughs> goes, "I don't guess. I don't guess. I've been saying that line
1: for 30 years." <laughs> like if somebody goes, "Guess what?" I I look at him, I go, "I don't guess." <laughs> and uh-huh. do, all right, so this scene, do you blame Everything on Randy's friend. Do you think any of this would have happened? Because Randy, you know, what's his ass didn't know who Randy was. And then his friend steps up and starts talking shit
0: and goes, this is, fuck, this is Rip's brother. Yeah, do you know who this is? Yeah, that, so that was mistake number one. But yeah. I will say that at this point where he goes, I don't guess, Zeus goes, your brother's yellow. I'm going to kill him. And Randy's friend goes hey man let's get out of here like nothing yeah. happened. let's just go dude. Yeah, he's, he's gonna murder your brother it, it's just the way it is yeah let's just get out of here man let's calm down let's get out of here to which Randy's response is he punches Zeus in the face yeah so you know when he punches Barna. Zeus in the face it literally it does nothing yeah Zeus no-sells the punch and Randy punches him a few times to the body to the face zero effect and Zeus picks Randy up off the ground in a chokehold and starts, yeah. I don't even know how to describe the sound coming out of Zeus.
1: He's screaming high pitched. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. Like I'm talking about like it is like a banshee. Like yeah, like he is out of control psycho at this point. And he he beats Randy to almost death. And uh, Zeus is, like, when you look back, like, Braille is kind of like, oh, man, like, I think we might have went too far. Zeus, Zeus doesn't think so. No, his eyes are bloodshot red. He's, like, in another world, dude. He um, killed a guy after the battle. Yeah. Uh, at this point, Rip shows up at Zeus's gym. He's back to his red and black spandex suit. Um, he literally rips the door off the hinges.
1: Screaming Zeus. Like yeah. he's trying to find him in there, just screaming. Yeah, he Zeus. just goes
0: Zeus Like over and over. And uh, Screaming. This is like Zeus's like training center. And there's like TVs everywhere with Brell just like talking shit like um, dying laughing. Yeah, like Rip thinks you rip thinks you're like saying all the shit to like fire Zeus up. And uh, Hogan starts like tearing the gym apart. Um, he goes into a room and there's like a 3D image of Zeus, which looks hilarious. It's like a stand up basically. And Rip does a double axe hammer through it through glass. Um, he's just destroying this whole gym and then finally realizes like Braille is like watching him, yeah, and he's like talking shit. And Hogan throws a dumbbell across the room through this like huge light up Z that affects power to the whole building.
1: Mm-hmm. Somehow,
0: yeah. And then my favorite part of this, Rip picks up a barbell, and there is a camera on the top of the wall that Zo- or uh, Rip notices. It's how It Britt- looks like that camera you used to have. It's it's no, it's small. It's like a. Brell and Broadway and Unger are like watching this whole thing. And they're watching from the security camera. It's like a small, like what you see at like gas stations, like a small in the corner
1: security camera. But it's old school though, what I'm saying. It's not like the size of what you used to have, but it looks
0: like that. Yeah, yeah. It's got like the the huge lens in the front.
1: Camcorder type deal.
0: And Rip picks up this barbell and Javelin throws it and it goes straight through the lens. Yeah, incredible. Like, perfect thing. And to which Unger and Broadway jump, like, it's going to go through the television. And come at their
1: faces. Yeah,
0: it's awesome. Uh, so, Rip is fired up because Randy's in the hospital, like, dead. And um, we get, we get to the hospital, everyone's there. Randy's, you know, in, like, a coma. And this is... Maybe the best acting that Hulk Hogan's ever done.
1: It was amazing.
0: I cried. So, Hogan's in a black and white spandex suit. Yeah, this one's completely different. It's like you combine both of them. Yeah. And he's holding Randy's hand, and he's, like, completely serious. And he's, like, uh, maybe my favorite Hulk Hogan movie line of all time. He just says, man, I know you stood up to Zeus, and I'm... Damn proud of you for that. Like the way yeah. he says, "I'm damn proud of you." It's one of the greatest Jeez. acting things I've ever seen. Yeah, and he's saying it like he's not going to wake up, you know, or like he's dead, basically. Yeah, it's it's tremendous acting. And at this point, Randy wakes up, and Hogan's like, "Hey, man, Randy's up, Randy's up," and they all gather around, rap- And Hogan is bawling, crying. Yeah, like like unbelievable. Like legit, probably legit crime. Yeah, because he's that good of an actor. Yeah, it's uh it's it's probably the best acting Hulk Hogan's ever done. Um, at this point, we get a montage. You know, you know how we love montages. Yeah, and incredible. It's um Hogan. Well, basically, so this whole montage, Zeus is training like hardcore in the gym. He's punching cement blocks,
1: but just busting cement blocks.
0: Yeah, he's hardcore training and all we see of rip is rip is doing physical therapy for his brother so now it's time for the big show um i don't think we mentioned when rip was tearing the gym down he agreed to fight zeus yeah we didn't but i think it's like it's happening everybody knows it yeah so this is the big match a like studio like a television studio and um Braille's excited. He, he asks, he's like, are all the backup satellites ready? Like, he doesn't want to lose a feed. And he goes, is the elevator ready? And Unger's like, yeah, everything's good. Um, Rip is backstage. He's nervous. He's like, it doesn't feel right without Randy here.
1: They're going to be there, you know. Charlie's telling him.
0: Yeah. And um, so Randy and his buddy and this chick who is Either Randy or his buddy's girlfriend—I don't know—but she's there like all the time. Yeah, uh, they're in the elevator with Sam. These cops like grab Sam, the kidnapper. They take her up to uh, the office where like Broadway and Unger are watching the fight. Um, and I have written, you know, Sam got kidnapped because Randy didn't do anything. Well, he's in a wheelchair. We didn't. Randy did
1: nothing about this. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, be careful, you know, going to events with crippled people, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be able to help you if you get kidnapped. <laughs> I mean, that's,
0: that's not bad advice, to be honest. It's,
1: yeah, it's not. It's, you know, people might be mad about it,
0: but it's the truth. So, yeah, so she's kidnapped and uh, Braille calls down and wants to talk to Rip. And he says, basically, look, we have Sam. She's, and if you, I want you to fight for 10 minutes, make it look good, and then take the dive. And he goes, if you don't, you'll be pushing matching wheelchairs. Yeah. Great line. Yeah. It's awesome. So basically, Rip looks at Charlie and's like, hey, you guys got 10 minutes to find her. And, uh, Charlie and the friend go looking for her. Rain- Randy stays ringside. He, I mean, he can't. Even, he's like a paraplegic at this point. At this point, yeah. But here's what I have. All right. So if you're the Stooges,
1: this is like this is the match of a lifetime. You know, these are the two baddest guys on the planet fighting. If you're the Stooges, do you go look for the girl or do you just watch the match? Do you not just be like, fuck it, I got to watch the match?
0: Well, I mean, in actuality, that's what happens. When they, <laughs> when they kidnap her, they take her up to, like, where the guys are watching the match in, like, an office. Yeah. And there's, like, two armed guards. But, but Unger, Broadway, and the two armed guards are so into the fight that they're paying zero attention to her. She's not tied up. Nothing. She's just sitting on a couch.
1: Worst kidnapper job of all time.
0: Worst. And they're not guarding the door. She's not tied up. She's just chilling on the couch. She easily walks out the door.
1: Like, just like you're walking out a regular door.
0: But, like you said, to be fair, the biggest fight of all time is going on. Yeah. So, it's easy to get distracted. Um, yeah, she literally, like, just walks out the door. And they chase after her. And... uh the match is almost at 10 minutes at this point. Hogan's kind of been getting his ass beat the whole time.
1: Yeah, Zeus is owning. He's, I mean, typical Hogan match. Um, a RIP match. Like, But Zeus is strong. He's powerful. He's good. Yeah, and. Uh, the point where RIP's, or Zeus is tearing the ring up.
0: Yeah, this is my favorite part. So, it's almost at 10 minutes. Rip is, like, getting destroyed. Sam makes her way to ringside, which, like, pisses Brell off. And uh, Rip is, like, half knocked out, and he kind of looks in the corner, and he sees Randy, and Randy's like, Rip him, Rip him.
1: Yeah.
0: And he sees Sam has made it back. But while this is going on, Zeus grabs the ring post, which, for those of you who have never seen a ring post, it's made out of metal. Yeah. It's like a metal post. Yeah. Yeah. And he grabs it like he would grab a bat or something. Like he puts his hands around
1: it. Like it's easy, like just a wooden, you know, stick.
0: And yeah, he just pulls up on it, and it rips metal. Yep. He doesn't pull the post out of the ground. He rips it like a, at the halfway point.
1: Yeah. No big deal.
0: No big deal. And then he tries to shove it through his body, but Rip luckily moves out of the way. It goes through. His-
1: through to the bottom of the ring, it goes. Not only does it go through, but it's not sticking up. It goes all the way through. It might have
0: went through the floor too. I don't know. Yeah, it would for sure killed Rip if Rip did yeah. that. So at this point, you know, Sam's back at ringside. We Rip kind of makes his comeback. He's hulking up. He does a double axe hammer. Zeus gets knocked out of the ring. Uh, Zeus fights back. He. He leaves Rip. He he throws Randy out of the wheelchair and kicks him, <laughs> which was hilarious. Yeah,
1: nothing Randy could do. No, he <laughs> pushes like three women. Yeah, I have in my notes this turned into a hardcore
0: match. <laughs> he runs up the stairs for whatever reason. But Rip he does pays- the, he does the same moving as the giant did to Hogan yeah. with his neck. Remember? Yeah. Oh yeah, before this, yeah. When they're in the ring, Hogan is, like, on his knees, and Zeus, basically, yeah, this was a famous move in the 80s. It's supposed to imply that you're breaking someone's neck. Yeah. But you. He, like, one hand on top of the head, one hand on the chin, and you just move your hands in opposite directions. And then Hogan starts, like, fishing out of water like his neck has broken. Um, I mean, incredible.
1: Incredible. Mean, when the Giant did that to uh, Hogan when Dungeon of Doom was happening, I was scared to death.
0: Yeah, oh, uh, his really, okay. I was going into high school. I was scared to death. Hogan was dead. Yeah. Um, they fight up the steps. They're basically like right in front of where Braille is watching, which is like a production room. And Rip starts fighting back. He's starting to win. And Zeus... Gets the upper hand, Zeus knocks him over the railing. Yeah, Rip, Rip is down, and Zeus turns around like he's won, looking for tears. Yeah, looking for Brell's uh, approval,
1: basically. And screaming at the top of his lungs.
0: Yeah, Brell's losing his shit at this point. And because all you see is like Rip's hands come up and Rip's fighting back and Brell is like at this point Brell has legit lost his mind I mean he's, he's tried rape, he's tried murder, he's tried kidnapping, he's tried prostitution nothing's worked and now Rip is gonna win so he's lost it destroying the TV room he rips the feed out of the wall all the TVs go off he is like throwing stuff, there's like sparks going everywhere he's ripping shit out of the wall Rip does a huge double axe hammer to where, which I don't even know how this worked. I'm like, not sure how it worked either. <laughs> as far as like logistics of the room, like they went up these steps, but when Rip got knocked over the railing, it was like bleacher seats. And it was easy for him to just reach up and pull his feet out. Right.
1: it Rip pulled his reached up and pulled his feet out from the ground, but when the double axe hammer happened it it looked like he was falling off the World Trade Center.
0: And it also, it looked like they were, like, right over the ring.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which I don't know how
0: that was even possible.
1: It's not even close. It wasn't even close to the ring.
0: Yeah, so basically, Zeus is, like, beat up, and he's on the edge of the railing and ripped us his finisher, the double axe hammer, and Zeus gets knocked into the ring, which there's just a huge hole in the middle of the ring. And all the ring posts like fall in. And he's, when they show a close-up of Zeus, there's blood coming out of his mouth like he's dead. Like internal bleeding. Yeah, he's dead. Um, at this point, Hogan throws a chair through the glass and Braille's like, stay away from me. But Braille backs up into the the all the wires he just ripped out of the wall and electrocutes himself. Yeah, embarrassing death. So, at this point, for a professional wrestling show that is being televised worldwide, Rip (laughs) just killed two people. (laughs) To which the crowd is obviously stunned and dead silent. Yeah. Not only
1: did he kill two people, a guy
0: beat up a cripple on live television. Yeah. Before he killed these two people, a guy kicked a cripple on the ground and pushed three women down yeah (laughs) and so obviously everyone's dead quiet but when Braille gets electrocuted and dies they just bust out into a roar yeah like it's a work yeah like it's the best thing they've ever seen like Rip wins and Rip's over he wins they don't care that Braille's dead they don't care that Zeus is dead it's just Rip wins he goes back down he fights through the crowd he goes to Randy picks him up and the movie ends with a random scene from an arena. Like the, <laughs> the show is in a television studio. Like there's probably a hundred seats in there if that.
1: Yeah, when the, well they're fighting,
0: right? Where they're yeah. fighting.
1: My lap, my notes say Bischoff is
0: dead and everyone is cheering. <laughs> <laughs> but the final scene isn't him like celebrating that win. He's in a full arena. I think yeah. it's the first fight of the movie and he MRB, gets yeah he, he gives the rip him, and then the song just starts no holds cuz his brothers standing up at that point yeah and, and then gets, no, Hold,
1: he, no holds
0: no holds bar. that song at the end is incredible
1: god it's a great fucking song wow.
0: so yeah that's it no holds bar that's how that's how it ends rip just kills everybody literally and yeah he rips them for sure um i do have some facts um like I said, June second, nineteen eighty nine, day before my seventh birthday. Um, number two movie in the country behind Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. Dude, I swear this movie beat Back to the Future two in the theaters.
1: Like it um, made more that's money than thing I
0: saw. Uh, um, it had an eight million dollar budget, but made sixteen million dollar box office. So huge success.
1: Huge success, and not even to say how many times. I mean, they probably made
0: a million dollars off of just us. Oh yeah. It has a uh, 11% approval rating on Matt's beloved Rotten Tomatoes, which is embarrassing.
1: Yeah, that's that shows you
0: how accurate Rotten Tomatoes is. I mean, this movie... What a shitty fucking website, dude. This movie's amazing. I can't believe 11%. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting fact. So, to promote the movie, Tommy Tiny Lister, who played Zeus, was brought into WWF as Zeus. Yep. So the storyline in wrestling was that the movie was real. (laughs) So Zeus was a real character Mm -hmm. and he was mad about losing in the movie. He's also alive somehow. And he's mad about losing in the movie. So he wanted to beat Hogan in real life. And Macho King brought him in. Which, by the way, when I was seven years old, all of this made sense. Yeah, it all made perfect sense. And That's the, why Vince is a genius. <laughs> the problem was, is he wasn't a real wrestler. He was terrible. Um, yeah, and he he's a guy who rode a bike in a movie called Friday. Yeah, he only wrestled three times. Um, they had a tag match: Hogan and Randy, or Hogan and Beefcake against Randy Savage and Zeus. SummerSlam, I remember that. That match was, was at. What was the tagline for that? Mm, it was SummerSlam 89. Yeah. SummerSlam 88 was Mega Bucks versus Mega Powers. 89 was, it might have just been No Holds Barred. It might have been just No Holds Barred because 90 was, was it match 90 made or 91? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: 91 was Match Made in Heaven, Match Made in Hell, right? Or was it 90? It was 90 because 91 was Bret Hart Bulldog.
0: No, 92 was Bret Hart Bulldog. Oh, yeah, it was. Fuck, it was. And what was 90? I'm pretty sure 90 was match made in hell. hell. 90, I know, was Heart Foundation versus Demolition 2 out of 3 Falls. Yeah, that was incredible. Man, we just went off the rails into a full-blown wrestling podcast again. Yeah, that's all right though. It happens. Uh, But, yeah, so they had that match. They had um, an eight-man tag match, and then they had... uh, so this is really interesting, which I don't know if I ever heard this before. But um, Vince expected No Holds Barred to be like the greatest movie of all time, which in our opinions, it's one of them. But yeah, he was right. Um, it didn't do as well as he expected. The original plan, if the movie just blew it out of the park, was for them to do Hogan versus Zeus at WrestleMania six for the main event. Yeah, but um, since Zeus kind of didn't work out they had a pay-per-view called No Holds Barred to match the movie, which was basically you got the movie on pay-per-view, and then after the movie, there was a wrestling show with Zeus versus Hogan. That's incredible. Or no, it was Hogan and Beefcake versus Savage and Zeus in a steel cage.
1: Yeah, because it was Macho King at the time.
0: But what's really amazing about that is... Uh, The original plan was WrestleMania six. That was going to be the main event. What actually happened was Hogan versus Warrior, which is like one of the most famous matches of all time.
1: Yeah. And Warrior – because Warrior won – because Warrior came out and won the IC title at – was it
0: Survivor Series or SummerSlam against Honky Tonk Man? It was before Survivor Series, yeah. I think it was was SummerSlam. The Survivor Series – they were both in the – or no. Survivor Series, they were on the same team, I think. And then yeah. Rumble was when they did, like, the crisscross thing.
1: Yeah, when Jesse the Body Ventura is screaming
0: crisscross. God, I miss Jesse the Body Ventura, dude. Oh, man. This
1: movie makes me <laughs> him real bad. I would – if I had the money, dude, I'd pay him just to announce my life. Yeah, he's amazing. Just everything I'm doing, just here you go, man. Here's a billion dollars just to say things.
0: Like, he's so amazing, dude. But, uh, yeah, so that was the wrestling plans with the, with this movie. And then also during filming, there was a few accidents. Hulk Hogan broke Zeus' nose, probably on purpose, knowing Hogan. And then yeah. uh, on when he was doing the gym stuff, where he was destroying the gym, he actually uh, cut his hand real bad on some glass. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's all I have.
1: That's a shame. You know, this movie is not only one of the greatest movies ever made, but it just shows you like how incredible Vince's brain is. Like the way you can just watch so many things from this movie is like every time something happened, I'm like, oh, that's Vince McMahon. That's Vince McMahon. Like I could just see like him being the decision maker and all of that, like his larger than life characters, his belief like and say what you want about Vince being crazy and, you know, too old now and everything. But I don't know, man, like this was what, you know, you had Hogan Andre, the spectacle, and then you kind of went into, you know, he didn't announce it was entertainment until the attitude era, basically. But like, this is when it became sports entertainment. Basically, K-Fab was, K-Fab was dead after No Holds Barred, right? Like you still believed it because the early nineties were pretty rough on some of the things, but like, You see Vince create this movie with these characters and then bring these characters into the wrestling ring, which was like, I wonder how the boys thought about that. You know what I mean?
0: No, I mean, I agree. Like, watching this now, like, when you're a kid, you know, you're just into all of it. It's the greatest thing ever. Like, it's part of the show. Watching this now and, like, me and you... We're in our late 30s now, and we've studied wrestling our whole lives. Yeah, we're smartened up on the business. I don't know. I don't know if... I'm sure most of you listen to our wrestling podcast, but we know more about wrestling than anyone. We know more than Google. Yeah, and studying wrestling and knowing what we know now, like, everything about this movie has Vince McMahon all over. Like, you can tell he wrote it. Like, the, the two executives fighting over the biggest town in the world like that's a pro, that's a pro wrestling thing um hogan being this larger than life like comic book hero who's the heavyweight champion of the world but he's also like the number one charity guy and kids love him and he's like a hero to everyone and he could jump through cars and like all that is Vince McMahon. The corny ass jokes, like Dookie and everything else. That's <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know and he was dying a, laughing. And you can tell that he made this movie with the intent of having it pay off on wrestling, like with yeah, absolutely, with Zeus versus Hogan in a real wrestling match. Yeah, he
1: knew there would be, he knew there would be a payoff to it, and. You know, this movie brings back a lot of emotions to me, seeing Howard Finkel in the ring, uh, me and Gina Okerlund, and, you know, Bill Edie, just a lot of the old guys, uh, guys that were a big part of my life, Jesse Ventura, you know, guys that I still care about today that I, I legitimately get excited. Like, if I watch an old pay-per-view and I see Howard Finkel, I get excited. Or whether I watch a Nitro or a, an old – WWF pay-per-view when I see Mean Gene I get excited like if I'm if I'm I'll always have wrestling on and I'm cleaning my room like I'll put wrestling on and listen to it but if I hear like Mean Gene I'll immediately turn around to see what's going on
0: yeah there's a lot of cool things like Jesse Ventura and Mean Gene and um, like I said like the main takeaway I really got from this was like especially the last 10 years but really the last 20 years I've had such a, like, bad taste in my mouth for Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And, like, you, yeah. Like, dude, we, me and you, we grew up on Hulk Hogan. And when we were kids, Hulk Hogan was larger than life, man. He was our hero. I talked shit about Hogan and broke my leg the next day. Yeah, like, he was, like, everything to us. And then you grow up and see, like, the real person, not the character Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Terry Vallea. He's the real, a piece of shit. The real person is this giant piece of shit who, like, did everyone wrong in life. And that's all you really see or know about Hulk Hogan now. So you kind of forget how incredible 80s Hulk Hogan was, like the character Hulk Hogan in the 80s.
1: Yeah, it was... I mean, you do kind of forget about that completely. Like, now it's like, sweet, what has Hogan done now? You know, oh, what's Hogan going to say? Like, now when things come out, it's like, fuck, what's he... Can you just shut the fuck up, please? Like, just... Just chill, you Hang out with Jimmy Hart, sign some autographs. That's what I need you to do because that's who I need you to be. Um, But then going back and watching this movie, it's like, my God, this guy was, you know, he was for the first 30 years of my life almost, he was my hero. Yeah,
0: and it's just like everything about 80s Hulk Hogan, like the outfits, the the one-liners, the Rip them. The rip on the Train-So-Your-Person-Eat-Your-Vitamins, the Food Man-Chew, like, he's just a bad one of the baddest dudes of all time.
1: Easily one of the baddest dudes of all time. It's not even close, and anybody who has anything else to say about that can go, they can go to hell.
0: Well, like you said, it's not a good, you know, we've seen it a million times in our lives. Someone says something bad about Hulk Hogan and something really bad happens to him the next day. A lot
1: of stuff happens to people, I mean. You know, I, it's happened to me personally. Remember when I was mad that day at college, you guys were talking to me. You said something about Hogan. I said, all I said was, I don't even care about Hogan right now. And, and he immediately
0: next, took it back.
1: I immediately took it back. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Immediately I said that. That night, broke my leg playing basketball.
0: Yeah. And so, you know. Didn't, I didn't just, you have a friend in college, too, who said, fuck Hulk Hogan, and he ran out of gas in the middle of the night or something? I had a
1: friend that said, fuck Hulk Hogan. He ran out of gas in the middle of the night, and we didn't see him for like three days. Yeah. See, I mean. So, it's, you know, you got to be careful, man. Regardless of what's happening, you can't talk shit about Hulk Hogan. Especially 80s Hogan. You don't. Nowadays, you can say things, but if you ever say anything about 80s Hulk Hogan and... It's assumed that when anybody says anything, it's probably about 80s Hulk Hogan, because most people don't know
0: what we know,
1: you know? Yeah, like the real Hogan. And another thing about this movie, too, like, coming into this, I can't believe how smart Vince is on the foreshadowing and, like, the things he used. Like, Zeus going through the ring, like, the giant choke slam and take Taker through the ring. And, like, seeing, the, like, those spots, there's been four or five spots where they destroy the ring, and that happens. And there would... Yeah, I, I and Unker are basically
0: Briscoe and Patterson.
1: They're basically Briscoe. Like, you know he got that idea from that movie. You know, like, he, he had that idea of his Stooges and Briscoe and Patterson in the 80s. Turns out it was a huge success in the late 90s. You know, like... In the Attitude Era, his Stooges, if without Briscoe and Patterson, you know, Vince, to me, you know, everybody talks about Austin. But I truly think that Vince saved the business because of he saw what Austin did and then took it and ran and decided to put himself in the picture and created the Mr. McMahon character. But without those Stooges, he couldn't be there every week. So the Stooges could, though, you know. So without those Stooges getting stunned or Keenot being conniving in the back, and like it was, it was they were super important characters. Even though we look at them, a lot of people look at them as goofs and oafs, you know, fat ball-headed oafs, as our one of our favorite wrestlers Sid would say. Um, but his foreshadowing from that movie, like I don't even know if TNA would have been able to develop the ring they did without looking at that ring that Hogan fought Zeus in.
0: Yeah, because it's a five-sided ring like an octagon. UFC yeah. might be because of this movie.
1: UFC might be because of this movie. TNA's for sure because of this movie. I, There's just a lot of things that happen in this movie where you're like Jesus. I mean, there's no way Stone Cold Steve Austin calls anybody a mealy mouth piece of trash without this movie.
0: Yeah, and like you said, we've been taking pictures for 30 years because of the ripple.
1: Yeah. And it's, would you say this is probably the most influential movie of all time? It's up there. For I'm sure. not saying it's like the greatest movie ever made. It, there's definitely an
0: argument to be made, you know,
1: but I can't put it above over the top right now. But no, I, can't put it over, like,
0: I I would say that I give this nine and a half beers. I give it nine and a half. It's beers. almost you know, perfect.
1: We, it's almost perfect. We talk about movies that influence the human race. You're looking at something like a Jaws. Right. You know, that makes people afraid of going in the water. Like, Jaws influenced the population in a way that no nothing ever has. Or like The Exorcist. You know, like movies like that. But yeah, I don't know, man. No Holds Barred is very influential to the world and to the wrestling business as a whole. There may not be Eric Bischoff without this movie. Yeah. I mean, this so, movie predicted the Monday Night Wars.
0: Yeah, there's so much that happened, especially in professional wrestling, that are very similar to what happened in this movie. It's uh, it's kind of amazing. But yeah, we we both give it nine and a half beers. We definitely recommend you watch this. 100%. I hope you watched it before the podcast, because we let you know after the Roadkill interview. I mean, it's on Amazon Prime. It's, it's one of the best movies you can watch, especially if you're a fan of pro wrestling. And it's uh, incredible. Um, watch it with your kids if you have kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I said, this movie came out, you know, a day before I turned seven. I think I, I might have been able to talk to my parents and taking me to the theaters to watch it. I'd say we did. I'd say you watched it with yeah. the theaters. I know for sure that I ordered, I was able to order the pay-per-view movie combo. I know that happened yeah so um it was uh it was a big part of our childhood. It was fun to go back and watch it um it's already the second hogan movie we've covered in our short history of the show yeah on the news with, with more was more to
1: come easily more to come I mean it's just a it's important that people know about these things, yeah, you know I think that the world you know as we know it is is changing and shaking and and doing a different thing. But, you know, I think it's, it's time for the world to goddamn hang and bang for a little while.
0: Yeah. And it's going to be hard. I mean, when we do suburban commando, it's probably, it's probably going to have to be a two part episode as well. Just, I mean, undertakers in that movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) like I mean, it's one of the, I mean, Christopher Lloyd, I mean, what happens when we do Mr. Nanny? I don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're going to have so many two part episodes. There's just it's insane. But uh speaking of, if you have any ideas, a couple of movies are been brought to our attention, but if you have any ideas on movies, we have a l we have a list already. It's gonna be uh you know yeah, we, we'll get to it. We have movies we're definitely gonna do, but if you have anything to recommend, maybe we'll pay attention. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but if you if you don't see us do your movie, don't get discouraged. We do have a long list of movies we're already ready to cover.
1: Yeah, and we're planning
0: on, you know, this podcast
1: will probably lead us into the new era of whatever the world is after the radioactive yeah, Chernobyl fires and the Civil War. In a couple
0: of weeks, we might be doing this show from Travis's bunker.
1: Yeah, maybe, but we will continue to do it. Um Regardless of the hiccup that we did have, uh, we still found a way to make this happen, and we always will find a way to make this happen. Agreed. Um, so, false- believe it or not, it, it wasn't my fault this time.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, to be fair, uh, well, I mean, it's kind of both our faults, but I, I will take half the blame. Um, and that's never happened before. No, I took the blame for us being late on our last episode.
1: Oh, when we had the
0: interview with Roadkill to put on. Yeah, because I didn't have that was a good show. I didn't have air conditioning in my new apartment. Hopefully, that won't be a problem here.
1: That was a lot of good feedback from that episode, actually. And, um, you know, not to bring this up or whatever, but we have, we're have, we waiting on a rebuttal now. The
0: first time I've ever heard Super Puff talk in years. Yeah, hopefully we will be able to hear from Roadkill. Maybe, I mean... Obviously, this is a two-part episode, so this will be the second part. Maybe I'll be able to get in touch with him this week. Yeah, try to give him a
1: holler. If you can't, I'll give him a holler and see if we can get a, a little bit of an interview on the end of the show, you know, because we're doing, like I said, this is a two-parter, so this will be aired a week later than the first part, so we have time. Yeah. Um, it'd be cool to see what he has to say. Super Puff came back with some pretty serious words, and and I don't know. When the last time I've heard from him, Super Puff, is probably 10 years.
0: Yeah, so we'll be interested to see how all that goes down. We're definitely going to keep our eye on that. Um, do we as far as a movie for next week? Yeah, what are you thinking? So I would like to, um, suggest as I look at our list here, um, I think a good next step for both of us is either Point Break or Cobra. Yeah, we have. So what did we tell
1: Roadkill we would do? I mean, what?
0: Well, he wants to do one of those. I'll tell you what we'll do. So we're going to about the... we're gonna try to talk to Roadkill this week, but also let's. Uh, I'm going to get on our Instagram and create a poll and you can choose either Cobra or Point Break. And then, uh, we'll let that run for a couple of days and then like two days before we do the movie, I'll let everyone know what it is so they can watch it.
1: Yeah. We'll let them know. And I think you need to add the Marine to the list. Um, and we need to do that pretty soon. So I think like, we got to start throwing that around in our next couple movies. Um, with John Cena, because honestly, watching this movie made me think so much about 80s Hogan, but also made me think so much about John Cena.
0: Yeah, you told me this the other day, and I don't know if I've ever seen the Marine, to be honest with you.
1: It's amazing.
0: So, yeah, I, I just added that to the list. Maybe we can do that. And um, thanks for listening. As always, check us out on Instagram, check us out on Twitter. I'm going to. I, I've been terrible about Twitter. I've really been terrible about all social media since we brought this movie podcast up. I'm going to try to get yeah. better. Um, Jamie has a Facebook page coming. Pretty. I mean, it's um, on the cusp. And honestly, I've been better. I have I would the like last you. three yeah, Jamie's episodes. Jamie's actually learned how to retweet or re-Instagram things now. So
1: The last three episodes, I've shared the podcast, I think to either my story or my friends. I'm not really sure what I'm doing, but I know that people are, I'm giving it out there for people to see and listen to. So I'm not sure what the terminology is, but I have done more on Instagram the last three episodes than I have. If you look at my Instagram, it's three pictures. I think it's one of a Hulk Hogan toy that I got during tables, ladders and chairs uh, for TLC, the December pay-per-view where we did Christmas, Uh, White Elephant Wrestling Gifts one year. That might have been in 2008. I don't even know what year it was. Then I have Ichiro's 3,000th hit on my Instagram. And then there's a picture of me blacked out with a Hulkamania bandana over my eyes playing skee-ball at this bar. So my Instagram is booming. (laughs) Uh, um,
0: Yeah, and I am also going to try to get our YouTube up and going and uh, post our old episodes. And also uh, we might get into some video stuff either. I mean, obviously this COVID thing has taught us how to use stuff like zoom and house party and stuff. And we can use that to record some stuff and also maybe do some watch alongs one. Yeah. On where
1: I think a watch along would be phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I agree. So, a lot of things in the works. Tell your friends about the show if you enjoy it. Um, Hopefully, you're watching the movies with us. I mean, obviously, we do a good job of covering it in depth, but um, we do want you to watch. It's always better if you watch before you listen to us, and then we can cover it together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time. Peace.